to work or not to work? That is the question <laughs> in retirement. On today's show, we're going to discuss three pros and three cons of working in retirement. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Coach Pete, and if you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Financial Safari. Hey, welcome. It is Financial Safari with the author of the Amazon bestseller, Retirement Smart America. That would be Marty Neville, who heads up Smart Money Solutions. Marty helping so many in Chicagoland and beyond get into their retirement. He's their guide, and, and for most uh, the optimal situation is Marty as your retirement partner. How are you, Marty? I'm trying to stay warm, but uh, yeah, aren't we all yeah, happy belated yeah. Thanksgiving to happy you? Happy belated Thanksgiving. Happy, uh, happy belated uh, Friday. Black uh, Friday. Black Friday. Cyber Monday's coming C up. Cyber Monday's coming up, and so keep your credit card handy, folks. Yeah, let's keep this Don't economy purring. Yeah. And then wait six months to get what you ordered, and if right. it's available, then. Hey, before right. you wax Shakespearean, uh, as you did a moment. <laughs> to work or not to work. We are going to look at the pros and cons of working a little longer uh, before retiring. There are definitely pros and cons to that. But we had a, a couple of weeks ago the show on 2022 changes. And one thing that was released after that show is um, contribution limit changes you wanted to run yes. down. Yes, the contribution limit for your 401k and 457s and 403bs. Uh, and other employer-sponsored retirement accounts um, increased from $19,500 to $20,500. And then the catch-up provision still stands at $6,500. So, so that if you're over 50, you can contribute instead of $26,000, you can contribute $27,000. And the IRA contribution limits have stayed the same at $6,000. And if you're over 50, $7,000. So they did increase the 401k and other re employer-sponsored uh, retirement account contribution limits to, to 20500 So that was huge. Then it was late in the year, obviously, that they made that announcement. Yeah. What but uh, I'm glad that they did. I'm glad that they increased that. I was uh, happy to see that. I was kind of thinking that they weren't going to do it uh, and leave it the same, but uh, they did increase it. So... Congratulations, folks. If you want to, you can add another $1,000 to your re retirement account through your payroll deduction at work. The no catch-up boost and no IRA boost. And I wonder, I've heard, and I don't know if this is accurate, that they alternate on those between year from year to year. Yeah, it, it goes up from time to time. I mean, it, like I said, I was kind of surprised that they actually increased the uh, the contribution limit to 20500 because uh, it was it's pretty late in the year, but at the same time, I was just kind of surprised that they were doing it. And I'm not surprised that they didn't do the IRA contribution because mm. that's a, that comes right off of your income tax return. So, right. <laughs> you know, the government still wants those tax dollars, on, you know, so they're trying to limit certain things, but they did increase the, the, uh, for the employer based contribution mm. limit to 20,500 plus if you're over 50, you can add another 6,500. So it's 27,000. So that's, that's that's a nice a nice chunk of money that you could put away for your future. We're going to talk later in the show about something else that's going up that's not as good a news as what Marty just announced. That's coming up. Let's look at working into retirement. We've talked about phased retirement. We've talked about how some people choose to delay or even work in retirement. We're going to look at the pros and cons of that. One thing, it's obvious. I mean, you don't burn through those savings as quickly if you've got some income, some supplemental well, income. Well, sure. 
Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, particularly those that are struggling to save when they were younger, uh, you know, it has it has its advantage. So you're not going to burn through the, as much savings if you have still have a paycheck. Even if you're only working a couple days a week, you know, that extra cash uh, helps a lot. So, yeah, having keeping your savings is intact as long as possible is is a good thing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, work because you want to, not because you have to. So right. that's, that's the important part. And, and, and because you're working and you might have a paycheck, no matter how large or small, it still helps you uh, with your, as far as you know, preserving your savings that you've been accumulating. And it gives you an opportunity to save more. Well, and also too, and you, well, it makes it easier for you to delay social security, which means more for you. <laughs> Especially right. if you wait you to delay, 70. Right. Well, you know, we're all eligible for Social Security. We've talked about this, you know, many, many times on the show is, is we're all eligible for our Social Security benefit at 62. I usually don't recommend taking it that early because it is a reduced benefit. It is a permanent decision. And it's usually not in your advantage and not to your benefit to to take it that early. There's always exceptions to the rule. And we again, we've talked about this uh, many, many times. It, you know, there's health issues that go into taking into consideration. And there's other other factors that we look at that that's uh, that have to that make that come into play when it comes to making that decision. Uh, but I usually say if you're if you're working, don't take your Social Security because uh, the Social the Social Security benefit might be affected sure. because of the income that you have. If you make eighteen thousand nine hundred dollars, I think that's the number eighteen nine sixty, um, I believe. Eighteen nine sixty, I think you're right. So if you make eighteen thousand nine hundred sixty dollars or more, your Social Security benefit is going to be reduced uh, because of that uh, that income. So it's usually best to wait with your Social Security. And the longer you work, the higher your Social Security benefit's going to be because they're obviously, they look at the high 35, your highest 35 earning years, and uh, that's going to increase the benefit amount that you're going to be receiving when you do decide to start taking it. Pros and cons of working in retirement. That's what we're going through with Marty Neville. And it's really a conversation that Marty has with his clients in the initial stages of setting up their retirement, something that he can talk to you about. What's best for you? He's going to try to set you up where, of course, it's your choice to work if you choose to. 888-519-9096 to get in touch with Marty. 888-519-9096. And another pro is something you've talked about. Uh, because we're living longer, uh, people do take tend to get bored, especially if they don't have any hobbies or passions. Right. Yeah. yeah, well, it gives you a reason to wake up in the morning, knowing right. you have somebody needs you, somebody wants you, you have purpose. And, and that's important going forward. Again, if you don't have hobbies, if you don't have other interests, uh, travel is kind of still limited, even though uh, the holidays are here. Uh, you know, travel, there's certain countries you still can't go to there because there's certain countries that are closed if you were traveling, planning on traveling abroad. Uh, but overall, yes, uh, if you do get bored, you know, having that having that position at work or some kind of a job, having that reason to wake up in the morning to go to, to, a, to a position somewhere at some job. Again, it's working because you want to, right. not because you have to. That's the whole key here. I want to make sure we have time for this as we move into the cons of working into retirement, because I think this is the biggie, and that is uh, based on your Social Security being subject to taxation. So the more you make, the more you could pay in taxes on your Social Security. Yes, yes, absolutely. So the higher your income level, 
the the more of a percentage of your social security will be taxable. So uh, if your if your provisional income is twenty five thousand dollars or more, uh, and you're if if you're single, if you're married, it's thirty two thousand dollars. The social up to half of the social security benefit will be taxable. Now, if you make more, let's say you make thirty four thousand dollars as a single person or forty four thousand dollars as a married couple. Eighty-five uh, percent of those benefits are taxable as ordinary income. So, uh, that's a good problem to have. And yeah. I'd rather have you have more income than less <laughs> income. And and unfortunately, most people hate the fact that they're paying tax on their social security. Uh, but again, it's a good problem to have. I'd rather have you have more income and pay a few dollars in taxes on that benefit than uh, have less income and and be struggling or having a problem with your overall income stream. But, but having, you know, it, 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 the social security, yes, uh, unfortunately uh, it looks at it even in retirement. So it looks at your total income and your tax return for tax reasons <laughs> to tax your social security benefits. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a good, you know, it's a good problem to have, but again, it's mm-hmm. a problem that has to be managed. Con with a caveat. And yeah, another thing too, we're really talking about whether or not you stay at the job you have or get something, another job you've mentioned clients of yours who work at home Depot, for instance, but if you stay at your career job, then you may, they may start looking at your salary. You know, Johnson makes too much now. Um, but, I mean, you could be forced to retire early. Well, the pandemic did a lot of that, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. I have a lot of clients that were forced out because of the pandemic. The, the company laid them off, furloughed them. Uh, my daughter was a victim of that. So she, she was furloughed from her job in New York. So uh, she had to find some other way to make a living. But... Uh, a lot of companies, re, you know, completely eliminated their department and pushed them, forced them into retirement. Some of them got severance packages, which was good. Uh, others did not. But uh, the, the bottom line is, you know, if, if, you, if you were forced into retirement, all right, let's sit down and put together a real quick plan. I mean, the pandemic is, you know, still having an effect on companies, uh, you know, throughout. And uh, so it, it would be important to sit down and have a have a discussion, have a meeting. Let's put together a plan for you. Uh, there's no cost or obligation. So let's let's do that as quick as possible if you're possibly going to be losing your position with your company. And this is a comprehensive review that you can schedule. We'll open the phones for that opportunity. No cost, no obligation. Schedule it. Sit down with Marty Neville and talk about your retirement strategies. Absolutely. So for the first 10 listeners of the show today, uh, and there's a lot going on, there's, here we are, you know, the, the last uh, few weeks of, of the year. So there's a lot happening. So give me a call. My schedule really is filling up quickly. My number is 888-519-9096. I am about two weeks out, but I do have cancellations from time to time so we could fit you in. I do have offices throughout the entire area. So give me a call. And it, again, there's no cost or obligation. Everything is custom tailored to your wants, needs, goals, and desires. So we put together those two plans, the Guaranteed Lifetime Income Plan, as well as the Social Security Maximization Report. My number again is 888-519-9096. Everybody I meet with at the office gets a copy of my book, Retirement Smart America. It is a great opportunity for retirees, for pre-retirees. Sit down with Marty. Get your financial roadmap put together, the, the map that is your map in a custom fashion uh, that leads you to retirement and actually helps guide you through retirement, too, with Marty along the way. And when you sit down with him, he's going to translate what can seem overwhelming and complicated the financial world, but into easy, really clear instructions. No talking over your head, really talking about what's best for you. And you actually leave there with 
with a much better handle on your financial situation and the direction you're heading in. 888-519-9096. First 10 on the show. This is offered at no cost, no obligation. The big thing is really getting out on Marty's busy schedule, and he is busy, but at the end of the show, he is here. He may take a five-minute break, and then he's on the phones <laughs> calling you back uh, to get it scheduled and simply just really calling you back to get this scheduled. What's convenient for you? 888-519-9096, 888-519-9096. The show is Financial Safari with Marty Neville, and there's much to come. A quick break. Marty, what's on the other side? Well, everybody pretty much knows what it costs to run their household on a monthly basis. We, we should, at least you should. Uh, and you should be padding that emergency fund. I talk about that all the time, about having an emergency fund. But are you? That's the question. When we come back after the break, there's little things that might cause big problems in retirement. So stay tuned. back with Financial Safari Consumer Advocate Dave Perkins with Marty Neville of Smart Money Solutions. Marty has, is licensed in at least 19 states. He has many of his clients when they move from the Chicago area do not want to lose that relationship with Marty. So he just picks up a license in the state uh, where they move to or to where they move. He's the author of the Amazon bestseller, Retirement Smart America. You never know when my English teacher is going to be listening, Marty. That's why I made <laughs> yeah, that correction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, she would, she would get on and those, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, we are looking at what could sabotage your retirement, not proper planning on that, even that household budget. Think of your retirement as your business. And what good business doesn't have a budget? Uh, so that's actually the first thing. It, it, it's really the umbrella under which everything else falls is having that spending plan. Well, that's the first thing I'm going to do. That's when we meet. It's in uh, the first uh, consultation is um, is informational only. We get to know each other a little bit. See if you like me. See if I like you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's always good to work with somebody you like working with. But uh, that's the first thing I'm going to do is create that guaranteed income lifetime plan. Uh, if you want to use the term budget, I don't look at it as a budget. I look at it as a spending plan and it's a very flexible. There's a lot of things that, that life, life happens in our lives and it's a very flexible plan. It can be modified and, uh, and adapted to uh, whatever changing needs you might have going forward. So that's the first thing I'm going to do is put together a spending plan for you based on all the information that I collect from you in our first meeting. And it's really important to get all that and, and know if you have a pension coming up, if you have a re- rental income, if you have, uh, you know, interest in dividend income. There's so, so there's so many different sources of income you might have, obviously 401k or IRA distributions. Uh, Social Security is going to be a big part of that. So that it's really important to get all those those factors in, in under one umbrella and put together that plan and know exactly what we're what to anticipate going forward. So that's the first thing I'm going to do is put together that that spending plan, which is really important. And it's it's again at no charge. There's no cost. There's no obligation. I'm not going to snatch it from you if you're <laughs> if you're not interested in doing it. Uh, I give you the plan at, at you know at, at no cost at the meet at the second meeting. We go through it. We discuss it, uh, and we uh, discuss what what your adva- what the pros and cons are of, of moving forward and when you're planning on retiring. So it, there's a, there's a whole lot of different things that go into it. And uh, so, so it's really important once we meet to, to put all these different factors you know, under one roof and, and get that report generated for you. Most people, most, most people just have a budget in their mind, but not on paper. 
Is that True. kind of yeah, the case? Every, like I said, like we said at the beginning, everybody pretty much knows what their expenses are, what their utilities are, what their mm-hmm. property taxes might be, insurances, et cetera. Uh, but having it having it in on in black and white, mm-hmm. showing you what the, okay what the income is going to be versus what your expenses are, uh, it, it, that's really important. It, it's always if you don't have a plan. Uh, you know, you need a plan. Another thing, too, that you need, to, I mean, you could be making a mistake if you're not doing this. One is if you're still working and, and automating your savings, but even automating debt payments. I can't imagine sitting down every month and writing checks for everything. I mean, there's nothing that I have that's not automated now. Well, sure. Yeah, the, your, your utilities are automated. You can, your credit cards, even a, even car payments, if you have one. Uh, that could be all automated, so you really don't. There's not much to do, yeah. Uh, as as far as paying bills are concerned, and it's an automatic uh, ACH debit from your from your checking or savings account, however you structure it. And this way, you don't have to be worried about getting bills in the mail. Uh, yes. So so yes, you know, in getting rid of that debt. <laughs> You know, that's that's really the important part. Having the debt, okay, life happens. Getting rid you, of it, you, yeah. Right. You buy things and you do things and you go places and you travel and you, okay, you accumulate a little, a little bit of debt. But we, the key is to get rid of the bad debt. Keep that good debt, which is a mortgage on your house, but get rid of that bad debt. Get rid of that credit card debt. Get rid of those high interest loans that you might have. Mm. Uh, if you have a high interest uh, car payment. You know, get rid of that before you retire. So there's, there's, you know, there's good debt and there's bad debt, and we always talk about that on the show. And then I talk about that with with people as I meet with them at the office as well. Uh, but but yes, automating things, making your life simpler, is usually uh, usually really, you know, people love it because they don't have to be bothered <laughs> with writing a check. Who you know, not too many people write checks anymore. No, I can't remember the last check I wrote. I really can't. Um, We're looking at what could sabotage your retirement. And this is something that, I mean, it's job number one for Marty to make sure that you're set up in many ways like a business. 888-519-9096. Marty talked about helping you with that budget or spending plan. He's not going to snatch it away from you, but that's just part of a a comprehensive review. 888-519-9096. You know, a lot of people, it, it may sound like, well, you just say no, but... It's not that easy for people, and what could also wreck your retirement is is supporting others at your own expense, and that may be your kids, or it may be that you're caring for your parents. True, true, yeah. yeah. A lot of my clients do, uh, amazingly enough, their parent, elderly parents are still alive. They're in their upper 80s and 90s, and they're they're supporting or helping support them in, in one way or another. So, yeah, that could be, and then kids, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I have young kids. So my youngest is 23. She just moved to Japan, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's so she's living the dream uh, in Japan with her spouse and she's loving it. But I did give her some some startup yen uh, to, <laughs> to uh, uh. that she needed initially when she got there. So, you know, we always help our kids. Right. Yeah. But sure. Uh, we want that's, to. About, that's about yeah. it. They're all pretty much on their own. I, I, they're off the payroll, as I like to say. And and, uh, you know, I'm that helps a lot because now it's you can take care of yourself once you get the kids or or an elderly parent and you're not supporting them so I understand how that works and and it's it's important you want to help your kids or, or if you have an elderly parent you, you want to make sure that they're comfortable and they're taken care of there could be an expense associated with that 
Another thing, too, that you have to factor in, and and not just out-of-pocket cost, even when you become Medicare eligible, but even what it costs to be on Medicare, as we're going to cover in the next segment. But you have to factor in health care costs and, of course, long-term care possibility. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on Medicare uh, and, and I don't, I'm not receiving my social security benefits. So I get a quarterly bill from Medicare for the, for the premium. And, and that's how they, that's how they do it. The Medicare said, just sends you a quarterly bill for your, for your premium and you pay it on a quarterly basis until you start receiving your social security benefits. And once you receive your social security benefits, they, they, they deduct it, they deduct it on a monthly basis from your social security check. So that's how the Medicare Part B premium works. Uh, whether you're taking it, uh, whether you're taking your social security or not taking it uh, one way or the other, you're gonna pay that premium. So yes, you have to take into account Medicare. You have to take into account other healthcare costs because Medicare doesn't cover everything. You may need a dental procedure. You may need a hearing aid. You may need eyeglasses. You may you know, need some other procedures that Medicare is not gonna cover 100%. So you have to take that into consideration. And, and I do, when I put together the plan, I automatically include out-of-pocket medical costs into the plan because it's invariably there's going to be some expense, there's going to be some cost. So I do automatically, whether you like it or not, it's included in the plan wow. as far as out-of-pocket medical expenses. And, it, and that really can go high. I can't recall the number over the lifetime of your retirement, but... Isn't it in the hundreds of thousands? It could it be. Could be several. Yeah, it could be a, a two to three hundred thousand dollars out of pocket potentially, uh, depending on what the the situation is. But yes, uh, you know, on average, they're they're saying uh, more than three hundred thousand dollars. Five percent of households, and I just happen to have some statistics here. Five percent of households will experience an out of pocket medical bill uh, over their over their lifetime of three hundred thousand dollars or more. Wow. So you got to really That's you a know, lot. take that into consideration. That's a lot of money. Uh, in most cases, you know, we're, we are living healthier. We are living longer. Uh, we, we don't cook with lard anymore right, like we used to. And so we are living, yes, living a better that. quality of life. Well, I'm sorry? Yeah, I said I miss that so bad. No, I really don't. But, it, I mean, food was good. Right. The old Crisco <laughs> mom would break out. Yes. So the other thing, too, is and I know you've been doing this for years and it is just different. It's a different game now. Retirement. It requires more strategies, more thought put in it and certainly professional advice. It's not for the faint at heart. No, no, it's <laughs> no not doubt about it. Yeah, yeah it, it, it takes a lot of planning, just like anything else. You know, vacation. If you if you don't you don't just go to the airport, show up at the airport and say, "Gee, which plane should I get on?" <laughs> you have to plan in advance where you're going, especially nowadays with all the security measures and and the and the p- pandemic protocols that are in place. You can't just show up at the airport and do you know like you used to and say, "Okay, I want to go here and." and buy a ticket. You have to plan it well in advance. On the other end, hotels, car rental, possibly activities, and the trip back and, and everything, you know, even even transportation to and from the airport. Mm-hmm. So, so yes, it's the same thing with, with planning your retirement. It takes a lot of planning, and, and that's what I do. I'm a planner, and that's all I do is retirement planning. So, if you're 55 and over, you know, you're, you're my clientele under 55. Well, it's a little premature, unfortunately, but I do, I, I do get people that call into my show that are, that are in their forties and I still be happy to talk to you and, and advise you accordingly. 
but as far as putting together a plan, there's just too many things because you may have young children still. And it's just there's too many things that, that life is going to happen too much to put together a, a really comprehensive life uh, retirement plan for somebody that's really much younger. So but if you're 55 and over, we'll put together the plan for you. It's very comprehensive in nature. And it's going to cover everything. And that's where having professional advice, that's where so having a coach like me uh, on your side to help you through the through the uh, pitfalls, the, the ups and the downs and all the different things that life happens, uh, putting together these plans for you. That's really the important part, having a plan in place, having that written plan that you can count on, that you can refer back to. Uh, and, and know what to anticipate and expect. Uh, that's really, you know, that gives you a lot of confidence uh, and reassurance that you know what to expect into retirement. Not knowing really is, is where you have the, uh, the angst and the, uh, and, the, and the nervous and the anxiety when you don't know what to expect and anticipate when you're going to retire because it's a big transition. It's a huge thing when you're going from that everyday job you know, five, six, maybe six days a week uh, to, uh, to do having nothing to do anymore. And you don't have it. You don't have to wake up in the morning. So it's a huge transition. And, and my focus is to help you make that transition as smooth as possible. And it's best to know, of course, to know and with the professional advice of someone who is a retirement specialist, that is Marty Neville. And again, next 10 at no cost, no obligation with Marty, 888-519-9096. Again, it's 888-519-9096. Quick break, news, weather, traffic on WLS. What's ahead, Marty? Well, folks, the Social Security COLA is 5.9% for 2022, but that's not the only change for Social Security next year. But after we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the biggest changes and how they could affect you. Back into the conversation, it's Financial Safari with Retirement Specialist. By the way, that's what he does, uh, Marty Neville. Marty Neville of Smart Money Solutions, author of the Amazon bestseller, Retirement Smart America. And you get a copy of Marty's book when you take advantage of the opportunities and, and his uh, offers every week on this show to sit down with him at no cost, no obligation, and talk about your retirement. And and just like we uh, he covers on this show, uh, this show is comprehensive of the information, and it certainly will be in a more specific fashion for you with a one-on-one. We're looking at Social Security, uh, some changes for 2022, uh, the new sacred trust bill. That sounds mm-hmm. so uh, sacred, Marty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, oh, sure. Yeah, it's coming from the government. Right. How sacred is it? <laughs> um, now, we talked about the COLA going up uh, 5.9%, so certainly factoring in inflation, but making it almost like a really a wash. However, you mentioned this, Marty, watch for the Medicare premium increases, and that's that's number one here. Uh, that, that was just out a couple of weeks ago. Well, the, the good news is it's a 5.9% increase in your Social Security monthly benefit. The bad news is, is Medicare premium increase is 14.5%. Wow. So that won't, let's be honest, that's the, the 14.5% is, is 14.5% of your Medicare premium. So yeah. if, you, if you multiply it out, you know, it might be $20, $30 increase in your Medicare premium Obviously, 5.9% of your Social Security, if your Social Security benefit is, say, let's say $2,500 a month, uh, you know, 5.9% of 2,500 is about 100, just a little under $150 a month. So 20 to 30 
dollars of that yeah. is going towards the Medicare increase uh, premium. So, so yeah, it's you're you're still going to come out ahead, but then mm-hmm. <laughs> the other the other th- the other factor we have to take into consideration is the inflationary pressure, which is at six percent. So right now, inflation is at six percent. Add add it all up, and uh, it's 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 not a rosy picture, unfortunately. Yes, no. it's nice to get that nice increase. We haven't had an increase like this in our Social Security benefits in years, uh, but unfortunately, there there it comes with a price. Well, and you know, and and some years there weren't any any bumps, and although inflation was lower, there still was inflation on the scene, and we don't know how long this inflation will be with us, and we're not guaranteed a, a cola for next year, are we? Exactly. This- well, no, there's no, there are no guarantees. It depends on the the CPI E. The CPI E is the Consumer Price Index for elderly, so that's what that's what they look at, and that's how they determine what the uh, increase in, in your Social Security. That's how come it's so high, because inflation is so high, the CPI is up, mm-hmm. they're giving you that 5.9% uh, cost of living adjustment on your Social Security benefit. So if if, th- if things weren't that high, if things, if things were like they were and stable, you wouldn't be getting this 5.9% increase in your Social Security benefit, but inflationary pressures wouldn't be there either. So who knows if they would have increased the the, the Medicare premium by 14.5%, but they did. And yeah, they so, did. So that's, you know, that's something you have to really understand and, and realize that you're going to see an increase in that premium deduction from your Social Security check every single month. All of this speaks to the importance of having multiple streams of income in your retirement. And, and of course, as you always say, Marty, uh, that personal pension, if you will, that that guaranteed income to at least 100, you run it out. Of course. Well, my my report, yes, it does go. It's a long term plan. It does go to 100. It's not a short term plan because retirement. I don't know how long people are going to live. I hope you live to be 100. Mm -hmm. And at least as long as you have a good quality of life, that's the important part. But but yes, uh, we want to, I want to make sure that you're going to have a plan that's going to be long-term, that's not going to be just some 10 or 15-year plan, and, and take into consideration all these different factors. Hopefully, you have more. Than, most of my clients have more, more than one source of income, many sources of income. They might have rental income. They might have dividend income. They might be a, own a small company of some kind, so they have income from that. They obviously have Social Security income. Uh, dif- distributions from retirement accounts. So there's there's a whole host and dividend dividend and interest income. There's a whole host of different sources of income, uh, and we're going to take that into consideration when we put together the plan. We have to to make sure that all of your different sources of income are included in in this plan as well. Changes in the coming year for Social Security, and now you you talked about this on the show earlier. How Social Security benefits are taxed. And this is going to this raise the income threshold. What are we looking at with that? Well, as we all know, Social Security benefits are taxed based on our to- totality of our income, which means other sources of income, retirement income, for distributions from retirement accounts, et cetera, and so forth. So, but they are increasing the thresholds uh, from 25 to 35 if you're single and from 32 to 50 if you are a married couple, so they're they're increasing those those thresholds as far as the the tax when what what threshold do you have to reach in order to determine what your taxable portion of your social security benefits are concern, are going to be, and and it's, it's important to know this because 
you know, unfortunately, Social Security benefits are taxable, and and my job is to is to is to increase your income and, de- and decrease your tax liability right. as much as possible. Sure. So that's my focus. Well, and as you said, I mean, it is a good problem to have um, if you do are faced with that. But you know, there, but there are some techniques you can use, strategies you can use too. Uh, mm-hmm. to help with that and what's subject to taxation. What is this about dependent care credits? So I, I don't totally understand that. How is it changing that? Well, it's an it's an earning credit that they're using within the Social Security formula uh, for up to a five-year period uh, for someone that's out of the workforce. Okay. Uh, and re- and with redu- or, re- or with reduced wages uh, while caring for a child, a young child under 12, or a dependent relative, like a like an elderly parent or something. So they, like that. they so would not lose those years of credits building to the thirty five. So, is that right? Correct. So they're so they're increasing. They're they're adding a credit, uh, an earnings credit, uh, if you're taking care of a child or a young child, or if you're taking like I have a lot of clients that take care of their grandkids. Yeah. Uh, they raise their grandkids or they live with their grandkids because various people, they're out of state working and they might be you know, out of the country working altogether. So I have a lot of clients that take care of their grandchildren. So there's a there's an earnings credit for that okay. uh, where they where they'll get a credit on their taxes uh, for, for taking care of a grandchild or if they're taking care of an elderly parent. Were they not doing that before or were they no, just? No, there was no okay. credit for that before. This is actually, is this good news for those with federal pensions? This, uh, I love this. Re- yeah. Repealing the government pension offset and yeah, the windfall. GPO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 I love that. And the W and the WEP, the uh, yeah. windfall elimination provision. So this, this is their, they're wiping it out. So that's a good thing. It's going to be repealed completely. Uh, so it's not going to be your your pension is not going to be subject. You're not going to lose your Social Security benefit uh, because you have a, a governmental pension. So that's that's the good news. You okay. know, it depends. I mean, for example, uh, teachers, you know, they don't even pay into the Social Security system. So they're not even going to get a benefit unless they re, unless they earn their credits prior to being a teacher. So they're, they're, this doesn't really apply to some people because they might some. not be getting a Social Security benefit anyway. But you're saying but, with these, they had contributed? Or they worked, had been taxed on it. In, in yes, the government pension yes. offset. So, okay. for, so for example, my my government employees that are that are clients of mine, they receive a government pension from, uh-huh. from the federal government, and they they re- get a reduced social security benefit. This provision now re- repeals the the government pension offset uh, and the windfall elimination provision. So their social security, they're going to get a raise because their, their social security benefits actually going to go up. I see what you mean they, about it being good news, but it's just like, it's almost like they're still whistling through the graveyard of 2034, you know? Yeah. Uh, I well, mean, it looks to me, this whole bill is, is where the government is actually starting to work on the problems associated with the social security trust fund. Mm-hmm. So there, this is the beginning of them dealing with the fact that the trust fund is becoming insolvent or funds, because that's another thing they're combining the Correct. funds. Correct. They're combining the social security, uh, survivor insurance and the disability insurance. So, so they're, they're unifying those, uh, into one social social security trust fund, uh, to ensure that the benefits will be there. So this is effective next year. And again, this is, this is where the government is actually starting to deal with the fact that the trust fund is, in becoming insolvent and running out of tr- uh, running out of money. Twenty thirty four, as it stands now, right? Here's right. Twenty thirty four is where they're talking about, uh, you know, and and depending on what kind of benefits they give uh, other people that come into this country, 
it could be sooner. So there's, there's, you have to take into consideration some of the benefits that they're giving to people uh, now that uh, are coming to this country as, as immigrants. So there, that's that has a, a lot to do with this as all as well. So, so there's again, this is where the government is actually taking the time uh, to now start to deal with the problem. My my contention is if the government also repaid the two trillion dollars that they borrowed from the Social Security fund, right? Um, all of a sudden, know, to, no problem, to, right? Or not as right. big? It wouldn't of be. A problem. A, there wouldn't be the have to worry about uh, the twenty thirty four date as much, but. Uh, Yes, and especially now that all of us baby boomers are retiring and collecting our Social Security and living longer. You get 10000 a day, right? Exactly. It's putting retiring. more pressure on the system. It's putting more pressure on the Medicare system. It's putting more pressure on the Social Security system. So there's, they're starting to deal with it. This is their little way of of, of, of taking a, a one small step baby to steps. deal with the problem. <laughs> right. yeah, it is definitely uh, a baby step, uh, but, the, but it is a step in the right direction. Well, and and I just have to play on those words. This is a step in the right direction for you. Let's let's build in a strong retirement with those multiple streams of income too, and 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 proper protection too, and factoring in inflation. This is a comprehensive review Marty offers at no cost, no obligation. Yeah, for the next ten listeners who call in at eight 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 five one nine ninety ninety six, we'll put together this plan for you. No cost, no obligation. It's custom tailored. It's custom custom designed just for you and your specific needs, wants, goals, and desires. We'll put together that guaranteed lifetime income plan. We'll put together that social security maximization report for you. Custom tailored to your needs, wants, goals, and desires at no cost, no obligation at my office. So everybody that I meet with at the office gets a copy of my number one bestseller. I'm real proud of that. Retirement Smart America. So give me a call. Again, my number is 888-519-9096. And we'll put together these plans for you and we'll have a nice conversation and we'll make sure that your uh, retirement is a is a comfortable one and a smooth one with a smile on your face. Give me a call. And Marty's book really is a a great take home manual, too. But the important thing is that to get with Marty on this comprehensive review and any of the paperwork, any of the results of this, whether or not you continue a partnership with Marty, it doesn't matter. That's still yours, as he says a lot. He's not going to snatch that away from you. It is a comprehensive review, and it's all about setting up in a custom fashion, a custom approach to your best strategies for your retirement. 888-519-9096-888-519-9096. And Marty, we'll close it out as we always do. Like we always do. Every week we get questions from listeners. This is no exception, and we're going to answer as many as we possibly can after the break. back with Financial Safari. And to close it out, as always, with Q&A, we do appreciate the questions from the listeners on the show. And Marty is dedicated to answering those, as he will be to answering your questions even more specifically when you schedule a consultation. Marty Neville with Smart Money Solutions. The show is Financial Safari, and he brings great information to you on WLS every week. Look forward to the conversation every week. You touched on this. Before we get to questions, Marty, uh, the contribution limit changes uh, for 2020. 22, maybe just to revisit that quickly. And also one thing you didn't mention was uh, HSA contribution limits. True. Yes, they did increase the amount you could contribute to your HSA at work uh, from if you're if you're an individual, it went from 36, uh, 3600 to 3650. 
<laughs> so you All contribute right. an extra fifty dollars. <laughs> and if you're uh, if you're married, and so it's a family contribution, went from seventy two to seventy three hundred dollars. Uh, but importantly, more importantly, uh, that's important also. But more importantly, is the four hundred one k contribution limit went up from nineteen thousand five hundred to twenty thousand five hundred dollars. Uh, so that's that's an increase uh, that that we can look forward to and. I encourage all my clients to, if you're still working, to keep contributing and contribute the maximum. The more money you have in retirement, the happier you will be. Uh, the catch-up provision stayed the same at 6,500, uh, so it's 27,000 is the maximum starting in 2022 that you can contribute. Unfortunately, the IRA contribution stayed the same at 6,000, and if you're over 50, the uh, catch-up provision on an IRA contribution has stayed the same also at a thousand. So. That did not change, but the the big change is the uh, IR is the four hundred one k contribution limit at work went from nineteen five to twenty thousand five hundred. So that's a, a that's a, a huge thing as far as I'm concerned. I'm I'm glad when those contributions because it it does help uh, retire retirees and pre retirees save more, and it does help come off of your pre tax income, so it helps reduce your tax liability. Well, you stay on top of it, Marty, and I love it. It's an annual thing we have now. We get together around this time of the year and have a little warm cider and go over the changes for the next year coming up. Yeah. It's always something to talk about, you know, the, the next year. I still have a 2.0 working its way, Secure Act 2.0 working its way through Congress, and Marty will stay on top of that. All right, questions from the listeners. Uh, Elk Grove Village tops it off. I've been helping my parents look at long-term care policies, and I'm shocked and how expensive they are. You said on your show once that there are other ways to provide long-term care coverage without buying a policy. Would you mind going over that again? Sure. Well, you know, traditional long-term care, yes. Uh, Once you hit 60 years old, traditional long-term care gets extremely expensive. So it's really something that's that's prohibitive. Uh, So it's, it's something that you really... If you're if you're under 60, uh, now is the time to look at it. But if you're over 60, it really gets uh, expensive. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, there are alternatives. You can self-insure, which is number one. Uh, obviously, we would have to sit down and have a discussion about that and see if that's an option. But there are different types of long-term care policies that are available out there. There's there's lump sum where you could put in a chunk of money, uh, and it becomes almost like a life insurance policy with a long-term care provision. There's annuities. You can buy an annuity that has a long-term care policy provision uh, in it also, which which would convert the, the money that's in an annuity to a payment to a long-term care facility. So there's a lot of different options that are available out there. And I use a, quite a few of them sometimes for various situations. The life insurance one, the, the life insurance provision one, depending on your health, depending on your age, you may not even qualify. So as we all get older, uh, life insurance policy, life insurance companies don't want to really <laughs> sell you a life insurance policy, but uh, it's something to, yeah. something to look into at least for, uh, for for the short term. There's there are alternative. There's always alternatives for long term care. Yeah, yeah, more options definitely now. And Marty would be happy to go through what would be best for your parents. Thanks so much. Great question. Eight eight eight. Five one nine nine zero nine six for for Marty Neville from Wayne, Illinois. I will stop working at age sixty two. Now I can survive financially for several years without Social Security. If I wait to full retirement age, it's age sixty seven. 
I'll have no earned income since age 62. Those years will count as zero when they calculate my Social Security benefit. Am I better off collecting at 62 with no zero years in the averaging, or should I collect at 67? Should I wait till then? Well, if you're not going to be working, it depends on, there's a lot of, a lot of different factors that go into making that decision. You know, health, genetics, you know, how long did your parents live? Uh, you know, what's your health like now? So there's, there's a lot of different things that I'm going to look at as far as, you know, what's your income need? Do you need the money? Uh, so there's a lot of different factors that I'm going to use uh, and have a discussion with you about when and if you should take it early. I usually recommend taking it at your full retirement age because, okay, you're going to retire at 62, it says. Uh, what if you decide you're bored and you want to go back to work? And now you're taking your Social Security and your Social Security is going to be, uh, the benefit's going to be affected by your income that you're earning from your job that you went back to work for. So sometimes it's better off to wait. But again, it's, it's, uh, it's having that discussion and, and, dis- and making that determination as far as uh, when would be best for you to start taking those benefits Obviously, we have to take our, our Medicare at 65. You're going to retire at 62. What are you going to do for health insurance between 62 and 65? That's is also a big another one. question yeah. you have to take into consideration. So that's that's important. Hopefully, maybe your company or the job that they'll provide you with health insurance benefits until you hit 65 uh, in retirement. So that's something that really again has to be taken into consideration. There's, you know, retiring young, retiring younger uh, has its has its advantages. And then it has its disadvantages, too. So something that we have to think about and take into consideration. I know they were talking about the zero years, but if they've already got 35 in, then they right. wouldn't. But now, right. But if you've got you, your 35, they're going to look at the high 35. The so high that's, 35. That, that really wouldn't be much of an uh, much of an issue. It's not going to have much of an effect. And don't forget, once you hit FRA, your full retirement age, Every year you don't take it after that, it grows by 8% a year. Mm-hmm. So so even whether, whether you're working or not, it's still going to grow. And so you take that in consideration too. That's another good reason to just wait and wait till your uh, full retirement age if you can. And again, it's, there's a lot, of, a lot of different things that you have to take into consideration when it comes down to when to take it, how to take it. Because it's a it's a strategy, and it's not just applying for Social Security. There's a strategy when it comes to taking your Social Security as far as how to take it. More so than than I I've since learned than I used to think. I mean, it's definitely not a light switch you turn on. By the way, um, Social Security Maximization Report is part of that comprehensive review with Marty at eight 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 five one nine nine zero nine six. So for your questions in Wayne, Illinois, can better be answered from a listener in Glen Ellen. I plan to maximize my contribution to my 401k, including the catch-up provision in 2022. Can I still contribute to a Roth IRA? No, you can't. Uh, the government won't let you. The government will, will disqualify a contribution to a retirement account if you're maxed out on another. So if you're already maxing out on your contributions to your 401k at work, uh, you can't contribute to an, a, a Roth IRA, let's say. Save a little um, for the Roth then, right? Yeah, you can do that if you wanted to. And if your company offers a Roth 401k, I would say do it that way. Yeah. Um, but you you don't forget with the catch up provision, that's going to be 27000 next year. That's going to be coming off of your income pre-tax. So it's going to reduce your tax liability by $27,000 in taxable income. I would say uh, the Roth isn't going to give you any kind of a tax advantage, even if you have a Roth 401k at work. 
So uh, especially at, at this point, it sounds like you're close to retirement uh, because you're, you're obviously you're over 50 if you're going to use the catch-up provision. So if you're that if you're close to retirement, it's probably beneficial not to start a Roth because you can't contribute enough that's going to make much of a difference in retirement. So maximize your your contribution. I would say if you want to save more money, just open up a Christmas club account or savings <laughs> account or something and just throw the money into that uh, that account. But you can't classify it as a Roth. It won't be. It's, it's going to be a disqualified contribution. Well, uh, very good. And, you know, you've touched on the limits have gone up, at least, not on the catch-up, but on the 401k. Darian, to close it out, we've got a minute and a half here. I think we can get in, Darian. When you withdraw monies from a 401k plan and pay the taxes and reinvest the balance into a Roth, is there a waiting period of five years before that profit is tax-free? And also, if you do this yearly, must each conversion amount be held for five years? Or once the Roth is open, is it just that one five-year period? No, uh, unfortunately, on conversions, which is what you're talking about here, uh, each conversion that you do has a five-year waiting period. So that's uh, that's the, just the, the way the rules are structured, where each time you do a conversion on an annual basis, uh, that that conversion has to you have to wait the five years before you can actually take that money or use that profit. So, um, yes, uh, the the conversions. It's a good thing to do the conversion. You have to really weigh. The conversion, and we've talked about this at length in the past, I think we talked about it last week, where sometimes it doesn't even pay to do conversions, because let's say you, you've got a half a million dollars in your 401k and you're going to convert fifty or $60,000 of it, that half a million dollars might grow, uh, that, that half a million dollars that's still in your 401k might grow by fifty or 60000 so you, you, the conversion that you did, you're back at square one. So it really didn't pay to do the conversion because the whole idea is to reduce the, uh, the amount that's in the 401k or the IRA. So it's, so it's not as big of a burden in the future. Good questions as always. Thanks so much for them. And you can get them again. More specific answers, of course, as Marty learns more about your unique financial situation with a consultation. One more opportunity on this week's show at no cost, no obligation. Absolutely. So for the last 10 listeners that call in at 888-519-9096, we will set up a time to meet at my office. Leave a message. You'll hear my friendly voice on the recording. Just leave me a message and I will get back to you sometime this morning and we'll set up a time to meet. Again, I'm about two weeks out right now. Uh, this is pretty much a busy time of the year because it's the end of the year distributions and everybody needs to make sure it's holiday time. They want extra money for their for their grandkids and their and gifts and whatnot, everything that's coming up. So give me a call as soon as possible so we can set up a time to meet. I do have cancellations from time to time, so we can fit you in here and there. Again, my number is 888-519-9096. Give me a call so we can set up a time and put together these plans for you. Again, at no cost or obligation, and everything is custom-tailored long-term. 888-519-9096. And that is what's so important, looking at long-term. We are living longer, and it's a comprehensive review and helps determine just how prepared your investments are to handle pitfalls of retirement, about factoring in inflation, maximizing Social Security, building in that income, a good, solid retirement custom-built plan for you from a retirement specialist. 888-519-9096. 888-519-9096. Marty, you were on it today on top of things thanks so much for the information we'll get together next week and do it all over absolutely look forward to it every week here on wls Coach.
Couch P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken.